Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM, and I'm so grateful to be joined by Michael J. Ross. Michael, uh, you know, you I have so many kind things to say about you. You inspire me all the time, <laughs> and you lead me in the direction of, of so many new nuggets of wisdom, and so I want to welcome you with a big, grateful thank you and uh, a big welcome, welcome. You're welcome, and thank you uh, for your kind words. I just, I, you know, we're both people who share um, positivity, and uh, it's it's wonderful that we have this opportunity to share with those of our listeners on PRNFM and the podcast that we put out. It's awesome. Yeah, so I, I wanted to start today with a little story, and uh, it was in a book that I had, um, one of the nuggets of wisdom, and it was by um, Benjamin Shield. He wrote a, a, a chapter in it called Letting Go of the Mountain. And in that uh, beginning of the, the chapter, he talked about a man named Harry who went mountain climbing. And he said that he was on a path and he was going through and, and all of a sudden he lost his footing and part of the path gave way. And with his you know, arms flailing in the air, he grabbed to the only thing he could on the side of a mountain, and it was just a little branch. And he screamed for dear life, help, you know, help, 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 is anybody out there? And then he, they said that, you know, miraculously the clouds parted and the light came down, and from the branches he heard a voice and, of God and said, you know, let go, I'll save you. All you have to do is let go. And I had to smile at this when Harry looked up. He said he looked up on the top of the mountain and he's holding onto this skinny branch and he said, is there anybody else out there? (laughs) I thought it was such a perfect (laughs) metaphor. (laughs) Because it's exactly what we're going to talk about today, the miracle and letting go and really the, the trust that you have to have in in doing that because you know we might be holding on to these tiny little branches and uh i just really i loved that little snippet because it just exemplifies for me so many so many opportunities even in my day where i have these little branches of whatever it is in my life these threads and you know there's comfort into holding on uh with things that are familiar and it is in the letting go that I believe that magic and miracles happen. And uh, I would welcome your thoughts, uh, Michael J. Russ, on, uh, you know, have you ever been in that position where you've been hanging on the side of the mountain and uh, hear a, yeah. a voice of something different? And uh, I choose... I don't think there's. I don't think there's anybody in the world that hasn't been in that position. <laughs> you know, I mean, we all we all are are uh, to some degree. We in our lives have been put in that position. Um, I would say again, when I when I when I went into business for myself 30 years ago, that was I really had to let go of the salary that I had gotten comfortable with and doing what mm-hmm. I was doing, although. You know, the, the entrepreneurially, the business offered, you know, 10 times the opportunity in terms of abundance and freedom and um, the ability to, uh, to take greater control of, of my life and my dreams and goals. It's still uh, a bit scary. You have, to, you have to move forward. You have to let go and you have to d- jump in with, you have to fly. You know, it's kind of like you're on that uh, thing. Someone says, yeah, you'll be okay. 
yeah, sure, okay, let me let go of this thing. And I know I'll fall a little bit, but I'll be caught. And I, I, I'm not going to hit the ground and splatter uh, and uh, in self-destruct uh, because, I'm, I'm, number one, I'm strong enough. Uh, I you know, work from the standpoint mentally of being uh, my own superhero. And I was, at the time, 38 years ago, I was, I was kind of really, that was all kind of a developing thing for me. Uh, and we, we get there. Uh, I'm 65 in a couple of months. So a lot of people might be listening in their 20s or 30s or 40s. You got, you know, there are different chapters in our life. And what's interesting that you bring this up, because I was listening to Pam Gregory, the astrologer again. Uh, I I listened to her latest uh, uh, forecast in terms of the the new moon that just happened on the 7th and Mm -hmm. uh, yesterday. And I was like... She reiterated something so that she did at the beginning of the year, uh, something she said, which is, you know, you're, you're actually, you know, the, the energies, uh, planetary alignments and energies, universal energies of the universe are, are giving an opportunity uh, to shed old identities, to let go of things that no longer serve you, that are no longer relevant in your life, uh, things you've been holding on to that have energy that is no longer relevant to you. Uh, so that new energy can come in uh, into your life and brighten up your your whole existence. And it made me start looking around the office, my office here, and some of the things. And I just started, I took a big <laughs> trash bag or I got a box, and I just kind of put some things in it that I needed to throw away in the trash bag, other things in a, in a box to give the goodwill, let somebody else enjoy the energy of them, uh, when it comes to letting go of old experiences, old habits, she, what she was saying simply is the same thing I've been saying all along. Let go of the past completely. The past isn't mm-hmm. real. It's gone. It's history. Um, and there are a lot of people who are very troubled by their past, and they continually, on this sort of like the subconscious loop, keep the thoughts of their past controlling themselves in the present, controlling themselves. It's really, really the most unique thing. I had this experience with a friend of mine just last night, believe it or not, for the Hmm. umpteenth time uh, that in the last two and a half years, uh, where he he was on an endless loop of of what he lost and what happened to him and what, you know, this thing that, that occurred to him and how he was impacted by that. And just this laundry list of things in the past that, that made him feel less than. Right, including the fact that his mother, this is a challenging thing, his mother, his uncle, and his stepfather all tell him he should, he, he should be farther than he is in life or that, you know, why is he still doing that thing? And he could, could have been more successful and blah, 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 right? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, how do you tell somebody that as well-meaning as your mother is, you've got to understand this is not healthy for you. to have, She thinks she's giving you love and you're actually taking it as a, a, um, a spite, right? That as being something, mm-hmm. as, as being told, hey, she's actually, every time you talk to her, she's telling you you're less than. Where you, who you, you know, it's like, and I asked him, I said, do you ever, do you ever let, obviously it's not left, you, you haven't let go of anything. You're just carrying on here. And I said, it's, it's do, you, do you imagine a better future for yourself, a different future? And he's so caught up in the past and not able to let it go that it is literally dictating how he feels 
in every moment, every waking moment when he's not working. It's it's crazy. And, you know, there are a lot of people out there like this. It makes me, it made me realize that, that how far I'd come. For me, it's, <laughs> man, uh, ask me what I did yesterday. I don't know. I don't know what I did yesterday. You know, I know what, I have an outline of what I did yesterday, but when you ask me to describe the nuance of my day, it's not going to happen. You know, I mean, last weekend, hey, you had a great weekend. Yeah, I enjoyed the weekend. What did you do? I don't know. I know I played golf. I know we went out to eat, but I can't tell you anything else beyond that. I can't even tell you where we went. I let it go. I forget about it. It has no relevance to me now in this moment. I am so into crafting this moment to curating how I feel in the moment that if it was a great, I, I enjoy the experience, create the experience, curate the experience, enjoy the experience, then let it go. And that's really how I've come to live my life, and I enjoy the heck out of it. I'll be with people, and the thought that will go through my head when I'm with people and I'm just having a good time is I'm having an absolutely awesome time with people. I'm so grateful that we're that we're together, that we can that we can enjoy life in this way, you know. And I I sit there and I I, I lean into the feeling of of being with them, and not what we're doing, but into the feeling of being with them. You know, we're enjoying a nice bottle of wine, or we're playing dominoes together. Six of us got together to play some dominoes, and I'm just I, I look around with a big smile on my face, and I go, Gosh, this is great to just sit here. And they wanted to learn how to play. So we taught them how to play. Now we play together about once a month or so, you know, whenever we get the the feeling. And it's, it's awesome to be able to sit there and just step outside of it and go, wow, isn't this great? Isn't this amazing? And then to to, to be in it. Um, I'm not taking a picture of it, because then I'm stepping out of it. And I'm stepping away from it. And now I'm, I'm the observer instead of the person who's feeling it, right? So it's the reason why I don't take pictures of food. I never think about it. <laughs> why would I do that? You know, I, this meal is sitting in front of me. It's waiting to be eaten. Somebody has taken the time from in a restaurant to curate this meal for me, the menu, whatever. And so I, I want to I wanna dive into it and just enjoy every morsel and the company I'm with and, and the experience around it. Okay, taking a picture of it takes me outside of that, removes the feeling part of it, and now it makes me the observer, and then I have to turn around and get back into it again. So people ask me why I don't take pictures of food. I thought, that's why. The one time I did take pictures of food, I was at a Thai restaurant with my mother. I took her to this Thai restaurant um, last uh, October. Actually, November, sorry, end of November. Believe it or not, these two pictures have gotten more than five thousand views on Google. Oh my. I'm like, who's interested in food that much? I gave the restaurant Must an have been beautiful. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I didn't think it was that great. You know, there were I, by the time there were three shrimp on top of the rice. I ate one and I go, I better take a picture of this. <laughs> I took a, I never do that. I took a picture of it because I wanted to write a review about my mother and I going to experience this nice restaurant and how kind they were and how great the food was and how much she enjoyed it and I enjoyed it, blah, 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 right? And because you don't get – when I walk into a place and I get a good vibe, I want to let other people know that there's a great vibe there. So I will leave reviews. I like reviews, and I write various things. I write things feeling-oriented reviews. That's what I love to write. Oh, nice. you know, I just think how it made me feel to be here. 
And uh, because that's what I believe people really want to know. Not, hey, was the food good? Did you rate it five stars? Four stars? No. Here's how I felt when I went to this place. Uh, I'll do TripAdvisor reviews, and, and I get all these people who want to know, you know, wow, can you tell us more? I said, I told you how I felt. You know, it's kind of like, you know, when I went to this place, this made me feel like I was like the only person or the, the service was, it, they made me, they served me as if I was um, their only customer. They looked me in the eye. They uh, took the time to explain things. They did this, they did that. We want a good, you want the feeling. You know, when you turn around and you start focusing on feelings versus the the opposite, and, you know, the stuff going on, you get a whole different experience. And then the important thing is you can let it go because it was so mm-hmm. awesome. You were there. You were in it. Now I'm on to the next one. I'm on to the next one. What's going to be next? People ask me, what's the, what's the best golf course you've ever played? I've played golf all over the world. I don't know. The next one. That's the best. That's the, ne- the best golf course ever. The next one. Because I don't care about the other ones. I experienced them while I was there. I don't want to relive them. I had a great time when I was there. What I want to experience is the next thing. And that adopting that, the next person I meet is the most amazing person I've met in my life. The next, because I don't know. Hey, it's quite possible. You know, one of the things, by the way, that um, that uh, book that I sent you about the fifth fifth dimension, mm-hmm. living in, from the fifth from the fifth dimension. One of the things that I found totally amazing is is there's this language that there was a language distinction. I don't know if you if you had a chance to read it or catch it yet, but she was talking about how when you say I should or I have to, I should do this, I have to do this, boy, she said, when you say that, you're being controlled. You're, you've stepped out of sovereignty when you say, I should do this or I have to do this. Do you understand? You get that? I have to do this, which meaning some outside forces saying you need to do this or I should do this because it's in lines with line with a norm or whatever. And what she said was something I've been saying for a long time. I prefer to do this. I prefer not to do this. That's how you speak from sovereignty, that it's you making the decision. You're the one in control. Isn't that I, interesting? Absolutely. Oh, I found that so fascinating. You know, learn, word choice and phrases that we use are so impactful. Yeah. And one of the mm-hmm. other nuggets of wisdom that I gleaned from that book, and I'm so grateful that you sent it to me, is she was talking about um, the three-to-one ratio. I don't know if you've gotten to that part of the book, but she was talking about when you experience a, a negative or opposite of positive emotion, that when you have something like that, if you can sort of crowd it out and you know, that's the one emotion. But if you can, for that one emotion, find three positive emotions, that it'll yeah. actually shift. And and I started um, sort of researching a little bit about that. And, and there was, a, you know, because I thought to myself, how is it that um, we can actually change our state that we are in a positive move? And, and as you mentioned, 
when I think of Pam Gregory and bringing in the consciousness of love that she so has echoed for for this year as being the the motto, I I just keep asking myself. I go back to the Course in Miracles. What would love do? What would love do? And right. I you know you were not going to have a day without drama, trauma, something something. You know, what, whatever it's true. It is. I Toxicity, some, yeah. yeah, negativity. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. little different things, you know. What, and, and in cleaning out and clearing out like you're doing, you know, you sometimes there's reminders of things like that. You think, oh, yeah, well, I remember that was associated with this. Oh, that no longer serves me. And I love that metaphor, Michael, because you can pass it on. And I think that if you can do that, you know, specifically three times, whatever it is, I think in, in the book she uses the words joy, joy, joy. I mean, mm-hmm. how can you not, you know, even if, you, if you're in, a, in a, a, a mood that is a little bit sour, you know, you say that to yourself, joy, joy, joy. And I don't think you can say those words without putting a smile on your face. Absolutely not. And that's Absolutely not. Really, yeah. and then you become sort of that that point of attraction. And and in uh, uh, Ho'oponopono and in the Hawaiian teaching, when I I studied with Harry Jim, uh, they do the ha breath, ha 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 ha. And if you look at somebody <laughs> and you know, <laughs> start to do that, you can't help but giggle. I mean, but it just it True. it severs the energy immediately. It just, it really yeah. doesn't. And, you know, you might look a little bit mad if you're driving in your car and you're in the midst of traffic and somebody cut you off and you just go, ha, 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 ha. You know, like, okay, you know, so what? So what? There was no fender bender, you know. Uh, you know, there's no harm done. We don't need to get into these. You just let it go. So let true. it go. You yeah. Know, keep By the way, we, we, before we go any further, we've been talking about a book. I'm going to tell our audience what the book is because – then they'll know. It's called Mastering Your 5D Self by Maureen J. St. Germain. Maureen J. St. Germain. Mastering Your 5D Self. Tools uh, to Create a New Reality. It's a, it's a great book. And I will, um, uh, I'll, send you, I'll send you a link that you can put in the description uh, of, this, of this podcast so people, so people know. However, one of the interesting things to carry to piggyback on what you said that I found interesting is the fact that uh, we all have this ability to to elevate ourselves to the five D self, and she gives very beautiful examples of it and that I know you and I have been using for uh, a very long time without actually realizing uh, consciously that this is what we're doing. However, somebody who's in their five D self when they're in a situation or circumstance that they initially interpret as being negative for themselves, the, the 5D self, when, you're, when you step into your 5D self, you're, you're, you step outside and you look at it from a different perspective and you reassess your initial interpretations and adopt a positive one. That is, mm-hmm. that is what the 5D self does. And uh, the 3D self remains mired in the, in the drama, the toxicity of the moment, uh, gets angry, jumps to, you know, goes right down to lower frequencies, uh, you know, just drops into the lower frequencies of fear and, and worry and frustration and anger and, and you know, the, the, the um, rejection, uh, all jealousy, greed, all those things. The, the lower frequency self is, uh, is when you can 
elevate yourself away from that, then you're, you are literally acting as your 5D self. And it, I thought it was a pretty good example, a few examples that she gave uh, about that. And that's, you know, we talk about superheroes in the last couple of weeks and what it means to be a superhero. And it, letting go is part of being a superhero. Um, as I mm-hmm. mentioned previously <laughs> to our recording here, uh, Superman doesn't carry the previous uh, event that he, you know, saved the world from into the next one. You know, you have to have your full focus on whatever's going on. And that means that you have to deal with that, deal with whatever it is that came before it, let it go, and don't carry that energy, that negative energy, into your next uh, interaction with life um, in any way, shape, or form, whether it's you're with somebody, not with somebody. You just don't want it to be there. And you don't want to go to bed with uh, negativity on your mind, uh, with fear, with lower frequencies, thinking about, you know, operating from lower frequencies, so to speak. Um, you like to go to bed happy, content, uh, loving of yourself, grateful for the day and for the people, the person you're with or, or um, you know, the, the persons that you have in your life. And it, I find that thinking is, because my next podcast is about, is about um, uh, gratitude and uh, I, so I've been, my mind has been focused on this for the last, for most of the day. Um, about the joys of living from gratitude, the benefit of, of, of the benefits of many benefits of living from gratitude, and uh, how we let how we let gratitude how we let events of the world the out, our outer world dictate whether we're grateful, whether we're happy, whether we're joyous. And as um, as Marine Saint Germain was was talking about, uh, and and basically validating what we all what you and I know I know and many of our listeners perhaps is that. Uh, our outer world should not be dictating or controlling what we think, what we feel, and how we think, what we think about ourselves, and what we believe ourselves capable of in in this life. It, it's it's mm-hmm. they're just circumstances. I, I like to see it as uh, you know, if, if if I'm the superhero, which I am, these circumstances out there are simply me being able interacting in a positive way and benefiting from whatever it is, regardless of how negative someone would interpret it to be, benefiting from it. You know, sending, sending out uh, love and light to people who are having trouble in the world, who are having uh, issues. And I realize I don't have any idea why they're experiencing those issues. Now, mm-hmm. the 3D world can come up with all kinds of examples, but metaphysically, you know, there's, there are various things that go through my mind. Did that soul choose to have that experience? What can that soul learn from having that experience? What choices can they make? And it was beautiful when she said, and, and uh, this was uh, also reiterated by uh, Pam Gregory, we can make new choices. Every day is a new slate. We I can make that. different choices today than we did yesterday. Mm-hmm. We think that just because something happened yesterday that impacted our lives in a big way, that we have to carry that into this moment. That choice, we made it, it's gone. We can make new choices today. If you decided to get divorced, you can change today and not get divorced. You can change your mind. You know, you can, you can, if you decided to leave your job, you can choose not to leave your job. You can choose a different job. You can do whatever it is. If you took one and it was the wrong thing for you, you can choose a different path. Mm-hmm. You can walk in and say, this is not what I expected. Um, I, this isn't resonating with me, and I would, I, 
I apologize. However, maybe perhaps you've got, in my view, you've got the wrong person for this job. You know, the, what, 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 I, what I expected what I, from what you told me and what I'm experiencing are two completely different things. And you can do that. You have to own your power. You have to step into your sovereignty, uh, which, is, which is what being a superhero uh, is all about, stepping into your sovereignty mm-hmm. and, and taking control of your life and yourself, the way that you interpret life. That's what you're taking, taking control of. Um, to, to, to be that way. So I love it. And letting go is, is, is something that I, it, it, to me, it's like a, a, a mantra, so to speak. Letting go. Mm-hmm. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> it um, should be. Absolutely. Yeah. It, you know, Michael, and I'm really glad that you brought up the fact that, you know, about the, the other shows where we were talking about our superhuman capabilities and that, you know, heroes face pain and struggles just like everybody else, but it's rising Correct. from that experience and living each mm-hmm. day compassionately and really being your own best friend. And I, and I think it has a lot to do with the state of being, you know, and I think letting go mm-hmm. has a lot, uh, it is very much correlated to that, you know, for, for everybody who, you know, your state of being really is, um, different for each person and and i think that there should be no apologies for that if you need quiet uh, then that is is what you need and if there are things like you know for being happy you know happy means different things to different people and i and i like the metaphor of hot and cold you know if you say to somebody oh my gosh this is so cold well you know for somebody that like bim hoff who can go into ice for you know an hour and have no mm-hmm. problem. <laughs> Cold mm-hmm. is a relative term, or you know, right. hot. You know, I, I, you know, hot. If you you know just add a little bit of cold water, how hot is really hot? Um, and at what point is is boiling? So you, I think for everybody, you have to consider that. Um, and and I, and I think that that's what we see. You know, we've talked about this. Before, you know, you control your state of being. So you choose what you want to experience. You determine that and you can direct your actions. And that's part of what being a a superhero is all about. But also, you know, if you have, maybe you've been working towards a goal and, and you know, you've got this idea of what it means to be successful and you don't achieve that. Well, it's okay to let that go. Maybe there, and and I see that a lot with, individuals who go to university they you know they push you to declare your major and they get into the program and you know well I've already put this much money and I put this much time but they don't enjoy it and it's okay to say you know what this no longer serves me I I know I've made this investment but I need to let this go because this will make me happy and there's a server actually at at a restaurant she was in the nursing program she was in her third year and I would ask her all the time, how you know, how's school going? Well, she was in her rotation. And when she got out into the rotation, she was almost done with the program and she did not enjoy it at all. Yeah. She didn't you yeah. know, she thought, Well, I'll try this, this and this and she ended up going she dropped out of the program and started from square one and found out she wanted to be a preschool teacher. And I have to mm-hmm. applaud her because that takes a lot of courage. And that, is, yeah, in wonderful. my estimation, is, is, you know, the ultimate being, you know, your own hero. You, 
know what doesn't serve you, you know, sure, yeah, you know, I'm sure there were some things that, who knows, maybe her nursing skills will be of benefit to her when she's working with, with children. But it, it and, and mm-hmm. I think that that's what it, it's okay to know that, that it's okay to let go. Sometimes it's not about, you know, getting up to the top. And who knows, maybe if, if Harry had let go of the branch, he might have found that there was a little ledge he would have fallen on and another path he could have gone on and would have been that much easier, right? Yeah, I agree with completely. Well, the interesting thing is that I experienced something very similar to the woman who works with uh, works for uh, my girlfriend at, at her restaurant, and uh, she's a manager there. And she was in the nursing program for I don't know three or four years, and then she took uh, she she failed the uh, she kept failing the exam. She failed it like three times, and she had to you know have a little you know come to me meeting, and and she said she came to the idea that. The thought that you know what I don't think that I'm supposed to move in this direction, and she just let it go. Went back into the to being manager of of the restaurant, accepted it fully. What's interesting is remember what I said initially uh, about uh, Saint Germain and, and language. I should mm-hmm. I should do this. I have to do this. And when we start, a lot of times the thoughts we're doing things that were somebody else's idea. Because at the time, we didn't know what we wanted. And someone else said, mm-hmm. you should do this. You should do that. You need to be this. You need to do that. You know, You'll make a lot of money you. if you do right. that, right? Oh, yeah. They'll push you, <laughs> yeah, They'll push you into one, that right? direction. Right. And then uh-huh. you discover, yeah, you do, you're doing it. Not, it's not your why. It's somebody else's why. And when you wake up to that fact, as a sovereign, when you have that realization, you instantly recognize that you have the power to shift, to change course, to pivot, to go in a different direction. And you become uh, much happier by doing so. And it, mm-hmm. it's, it's much more challenging, of course, when authoritative figures that you, that you love and care about um, happen to be the ones pushing you in, that dire- in, a, in a direction that is uh, incongruent with your own feelings, your own sovereignty, what you think is right for you. And the other thing I talk about all the time is that um, young people in this, in, this, in this world are being forced into making decisions that are premature for them, premature, mm-hmm. in other words, before they know what their gifts and talents are. They're making decisions about their life, about taking out huge loans to go to universities and, and other trade schools or whatever it is when when they don't even know what it is that they want to do with their lives. And then they're saddled when they get done with a career that doesn't resonate with them, and yet they've got now all this, now they're between a rock and a hard place because they've got debt to pay off that they borrowed uh, to finance a, a move that they ended up not really wanting in the first place. You know, it's, it's, it's a challenge in life. Then you have to deal with that. And then maybe you have to go do something that you really don't enjoy, don't really love, that doesn't really resonate with you just because now these, these other choices have been made. And what's interesting is I know somebody who, who actually did that, and, and she, stuck fat, she, she stuck to what she really wanted to do. It took her four or five years to get into a spot, but she's there now. She wanted to get into event planning to um, – 
doing uh, in planning concerts or planning uh, weddings or planning events and things of that nature. And uh, it took her it took her five or six years to to do it, uh, and she finally did it. And uh, she's she's loving it. She loves what she does. She has lots of responsibility. She has. Uh, but it's it's fun to talk to her now because she was in a position where she had to do some things that weren't exactly what she wanted, that didn't really resonate with her in order to survive and thrive. And she was actually homeless for about a year, year and a half, uh, because uh, she didn't want to uh, sacrifice uh, and you know mess up her health. Or she had had breast cancer and her back, her bones from the chemotherapy had had uh, had uh, were were weaker. And she had back issues, which I've come to understand are really more about owning your power than anything else. Um, the uh, it's interesting because there's this book out. The gentleman's passed on now, but there's a great book about water called "The Body's Many Cries for Water." I love and, that book. It's wonderful. Gosh, man, that guy. It, it's a shame that he's Dr. passed Batman on. He used to lecture. Is, is yeah. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Indian doctor, and he was. Um, it's where I look when I had back problems. It's, it's that book that helped me understand that the the lower back problems I was experiencing when were coincided with my new career path and oh, how, goodness. yeah, he helped me understand the importance of water, number one, because all of the vertebrae uh, in your body require water. And one of the biggest problems that he was talking about in our cultural society today in our society is that the body, many people suffer from long-term chronic dehydration and what it can do to your, to, to your body, to um, many of the diseases that we experience, uh, discomforts in life, medical conditions, had their origins in chronic dehydration. Our bodies are what? 99% water if you take into account everything, uh, all the Mm -hmm. fluids in our body that, you know, and we don't, keep it up. We don't drink enough fresh spring water. And, you know, water is big with Pam Gregory this year. It's big with, with, with me. I'm big into water and its value. Water is consciousness. It's really rather interesting how that coincides. So I started drinking more water and I started addressing the power and control issues that I was having in my life at the time. And within two years, I was pretty much done with the, the, the back issue Every once in a while, I have a recurrence of, of some things, and I pay attention to what I'm thinking more than anything else. I pay attention to what mm-hmm. am I thinking at the time? Uh, what am I having? What power issues am I having? Am I giving away my control of my power to something else outside of me? Um, and, and that is a, a great way to look at life. Manif- manifestationally, I am creating my reality in every moment, including how I feel. We're right. all doing that. And right. uh, so our thoughts... Back to the letting go theme of this of this show, when we refuse to let go of toxicity, when we refuse to let go of trauma, when we refuse to let go of the feelings and thoughts associated with um, things in our life that have that we have, that we have perceived initially as being really negative or traumatic or uh, the worst thing ever, or whatever, when we refuse to let go of those things and we drag them into the present moment, we are literally uh, contaminating this moment. And we have to understand that we have to let go of those things in order mm-hmm. to craft a new reality for ourselves. Otherwise, we get caught, caught in this endless loop, this endless loop. And as I was telling my friend last night, that 
you know, I, I was giving him the macro picture, and he wasn't understanding it. He wasn't getting it. I was putting it as simple as possible. And I told him, I said, I'm giving you the golden keys to the city. You're not picking them up and opening the door. <laughs> what you're just a letting them lay on the ground. Michael. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're letting them lay it. on the ground. You know, pick them up and open the door. I can't pick up the keys for you. I can't open the door for you. What I can tell you is that if you want your life to change in any significant way, you have to begin within, which mm-hmm. means you've got to purge yourself of this past that you have because your, your future cannot be created because your present is being mucked up by the past. The past is right now with you in the present. So you're never going to get these things you're looking for. You're going to get validation of your past losses and the feelings and, and the frequencies that you have that you're dragging into the present. You know, and, and he wonders, well, this person on Facebook said this thing to me. Well, what do you think about yourself? Forget about them. If you loved and cared about yourself and you respected yourself and you took responsibility for your feelings and pivoted to change them, by making new choices, thinking new things, Mm -hmm. you would attract into your life exactly what you're looking for, what you're resonating. Self-love begets people who love you. And I said, if you you self-hate, self-hatred is going to create situations and circumstances. They're going to appear for you that are going to validate your self-hatred, that are Mm -hmm. literally going to validate that you don't care about yourself. And he wasn't having it. I was like, wow, I'm just, I'm blown away here. Pick up the keys, dude. Pick up the keys, please. You know, yeah. I, these nuggets, these nuggets that I'm giving you are worth, they're, they're, they're worth billions of dollars if, they were, if you were to monetize them. You know, and this is the way I live my life. He said, I so appreciate you and I, you, got, you have everything. I said, no, no, no. You have everything. <laughs> he this has is the, everything this too. This is the guy. Right? Yeah, yeah, this is the guy. Right? This is the guy who owns his. You own your own house. I sold my house. Okay, I don't own my own house. I own a house right now. I, I sold it. Okay, I invested in a new house, but I don't technically own it. So you have you you own your own car. I own my own car. Why are you comparing yourself to me? You have as much as me. You have two beautiful, wonderful dogs. My dogs passed away. Okay, you have a great job. I have a great job. There's there's you're you're putting yourself below me. Doesn't. You, you, this is your biggest, this is your first problem, okay? You, you have to elevate yourself. You're just like anybody else. I don't, look at, I don't look down on you. All I'm telling you is that if you want to move to a different station in life, you have to envision that station. Be grateful that it's here now. And he's not even expressing gratitude for having a house. He bought a house at the right time. He's got, you know, like I said, his car paid for. He's got a great job, a boss who loves him. And he's got two dogs that give him unconditional love. Yet he is completely and totally unhappy. And it's because he sees no gratitude. He's not experiencing any. Not, right. Gratitude isn't even in his vocabulary for, what he, for where he is now. And I said, it all begins by, you know, your, a new future begins by changing, shifting the way you think about yourself and your life. You are, you are a superhero. You know, I mean, I look at him and said, dude, you're not homeless. You're not living out of your car with no job. You've got to be grateful for what you have and what the choices that you've made, you know, up mm-hmm. to this particular point in life, which have been really good choices. I'm so proud of you, you know. And it turned, it, it, it occurred to me 
not this time, but it's occurred to me before, because I don't think about it until I get to a certain point in the conversation, that he calls me because he wants acknowledgement that he's a good person. Ah, validation. That's why he calls me. He calls me and rants and raves and has has this pity party for like 20 minutes. But really, really wants is for me to say, hey, you're doing a good job. You're a good guy. And then I tell him, but what I think doesn't matter. It's what you think that makes all the difference in the world. It's what you think. You know, if you don't think, I could could talk to him blue in the face, but, you know, you have to believe what you believe. And right now, you're not believing too many good things about yourself. That's got to shift. In order to create the, the, the people and to bring the people into your life that you really want to be experiencing in your life, that you want to have interactions with, you know, and the other people will drop away. The people who, mm-hmm. who you know, feed you negativity, this and that, they'll drop away. You, your mother's comments, uncles, uh, uncles and, and stepfather's comments, they won't mean a thing to you because you have your own truth. You have your own truth. Right now you don't. You're just a ship without a rudder. You're floating around, letting life batter you here, batter you there, letting people's comments batter you here and shift you there. You know, be the superhero, man. Be the, the take control of your life. Be the sovereign in your life. You know, most mm-hmm. people, it's interesting, part of letting go, and this is, this is really interesting. I, I wanted to say this because I, I wrote it down, and a, a big part of letting go is accepting responsibility for what you're letting go of. Mm-hmm. People who see themselves as a victim aren't going to want to let go of something because they don't see themselves as being responsible in any way. So they're tethered to it. They're tethered to the, tethered to the negative feelings and emotions and thoughts and inner conversations that come from whatever drama it is that they believe that they're not responsible for. Does that sound interesting? You, mm-hmm. you have to accept responsibility for, your, for everything that goes on in your life. And when you do, two things occur. Number one, you gain the power now and ability as a sovereign taking responsibility for your life to forgive yourself. Huh? Letting go, forgiveness is a great tool for letting go. It's one of the yeah, tools absolutely. in my book. You've got, yeah, you, 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 but you, 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 cannot, you cannot forgive yourself for something that you don't own. You're not going to take. You're not going to forgive yourself for something that you don't see as yours, as you, as something you own. You own every experience in your life. You you vibrated the frequency that attracted whatever it was. So you have to take responsibility, no matter what your initial interpretation of it was. You had some part, even if it boils down to the frequency. You say, "I forgive you, Oponopono. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. I thank you." And when you repeat that over and over and over again, it softens you. And it, however, it, you cannot be a superhero without accepting responsibility, without being the sovereign of your own life. Because sovereign and superhero are kind of like synonymous. You know, it, yeah, it's, I, I agree. I agree, yeah, Michael. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so true. And I think, so yeah, true. and I think sometimes it is, you know, you, you, it's easy to get caught up in the drama. And I, one of the things I really loved about Maureen's book is she talks about like 
sharing that drama with other people. Like something will happen and you can't <laughs> wait to go and well, talk yeah. about it to somebody that else great- and, and share it. And, and then that amplifies it. And then you get more and more people that jump on this bandwagon. Right. And, right. and it's so counter productive and and I actually I just want to circle back one thing that you because you brought up Dr. Batmanji and and who wrote this amazing book and I really I I think he exemplifies letting go you know and and being put into a circumstance I don't know Michael if you know his story about what inspired that book do you do you know what how I don't actually I didn't so it, it was a long time ago so, so what happened to him? He was he was actually practicing medicine in the United Kingdom, and he returned back to his homeland in Tehran. And it was right around the time of the Iranian Revolution. Yeah, he was okay. put into prison. He was a political prisoner, and so mm-hmm. in prison he was there for for a little, almost almost three years. Um, and it was in prison, you know, and, and you think about, like, here you are in prison. You've got this circumstance, which is not of your choosing. You didn't do anything wrong other than your political viewpoints on something. And he, because he was a, a physician, um, he was there to try to help heal, you know, to treat other prisoners that were there. But he didn't have anything uh, to treat them with. And so <laughs> one of the first people that came up to him had, had a lot of um, ulcer pain, pain from an ulcer. And so Dr. Batmanji gave him two glasses of water, and he told him to drink it every three hours. And sure enough, mm-hmm. the gentleman became pain-free. And so what happened over the course of his imprisonment, he treated over 3,000 fellow prisoners. And he actually chose to stay in prison an extra four months so he could finish his research. I mean, talk about a pivot point. Um, and, and you think about, you know, how many people, including yourself, that that, that circumstance benefited because that maybe, maybe perhaps he never would have have even looked at that as medicine. Water is medicine, and, and I just it's find that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, go ahead. You you find it. No, I I just find it. You know, and and I think that that's exactly where where each one of us, when we have a trauma, a drama, shock, whatever it is, um, something that throws us off kilter. How yeah, do we true. transmute yeah. that? How do we transform that to make it to be something powerful in our lives as opposed to, as like Maureen said, you take it and you, in, you, know, you try to create more drama out of it. And, and well, we've seen that. I'll, I'll answer that in, in my terminology. The shift will come when you shift your perception about what is happening. And that's what occurred with him. He shifted his perception of why he was there. He was instead, I mean, he could have obviously been hung up on why he was there, you know, how he got there, how he got there, why he got there. If he could, if he had focused mm-hmm. on that, it is, it is my view that he would have drowned out the bigger picture of why he was there, you know. And so it's obviously he had a lot of time to think. And he was open, he allowed for the inspiration to occur. 
Sometimes we get mm-hmm. so caught up in the negativity that the inspiration can't squeeze through. The, the, and, and that's the most interesting thing about negative emotions. When you're living from lower emotions, nothing, it drowns out everything else. It drowns out creativity. It drowns out inspiration. It drowns out intuition. It drowns out everything. And he shifted his perception. He had the intuition to shift his perception about why he was there. And in doing so, um, did some absolutely actually followed the path I believe that he was really supposed to be on in his life because mm-hmm. he eventually he, after the research he wrote this, this this amazing book and I think the research still continued but it's a beautiful book nobody knows about it however it's I mean we talk about it I've, I must have told at least 10 people in the past 10 years about the book and mm-hmm. you look at it and you say how much water are you drinking you know I guess it's because there's no real way of determining through some kind of test whether you are suffering from chronic dehydration. It's just, it takes such a long time to occur mm-hmm. that, that it's, it's, it's almost like this silent thing that occurs. It's, you know, just something that, that happens. And we nowadays have been taught to get instantaneous, you know, um, results. From, from things. We come to expect uh, something right now. When we say yes, we should get it right now. Um, patience is something that's gone right out the window when it comes to many of the things that we, uh, that we experience. And a lot of these things that we're talking about on the show, being your own superhero, evolving into your own superhero, it's an evolutionary process. It doesn't happen like today. You, right. you have to shift and t- pivot your thinking um, begin to start curating your life. There's so many little little steps, and you can get the results very very quickly of shifting your perception. That's what I love about it. That word is like, I mean, I could do. I've probably done about ten podcasts about perception, if not twenty, in different ways. However, it's the one thing I step back and I uh, that I do. First step in is there adversity is is perception. You have to really perceive. The, Examine the perception you have about a situation that's occurring to you and, and say, is there another way that I can view this or interpret this for me? Can I do that? I'm ticked off because I'm 20 minutes late or I'm a half hour late or my plane got delayed or canceled, okay? And while you're ticked off, the person next to you, it might be the person you're, the reason why it's delayed. The person, you're, the person you're sitting next to, it's so weird. I literally, I was, I was in the winter, this was a long time ago because Northwest Airlines was still flying. I took a Northwest Airlines flight about 18 years ago from here in Panama City Beach to California, going to Sacramento ultimately. And I was in an airport 50 minutes from where I live, a secondary airport because the other airport's 15 minutes away. But I was taking this flight, this Northwest Airlines flight, and I had to make a choice at, the, at that time whether I wanted to get on that plane because it was Christmas, okay, whether I was going to get on that plane or turn around and go back home and just miss the whole trip altogether. And I made the decision to go. The plane was already delayed. Supposed to leave at 6, didn't leave till 8. We got to Memphis. Memphis Airport closes at 8.30, literally shut down. So... The planes are there, they, they decided, okay, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna leave. 
The plane didn't leave Memphis till 11.30, going to Minneapolis of all places. And guess what? It was in the winter, because it was uh, Christmas, driving snowstorm. And we we ended up getting stuck. I ended up sleeping in the airport in Minneapolis overnight and had to get a 7.30 flight to, to California. However, when I was sitting at the, the, the gentleman at this restaurant bar was the manager in Memphis, was nice enough, instead of closing at 8.30, to leave it open till 11.45. Oh, he nice. stayed there, let his employees go home, and he ran the place. Oh, bar only, no food, kitchen closed down. I'll make drinks for everybody until, you know, uh, for another few hours because there's so many people and there's nowhere else in the airport to go. And I was sitting next to someone and it turns out that, you know, in the conversation that we had, you know, you make connections with people and their names aren't important and what they do for a living isn't important. You just start talking to them and they, somehow you know that you were supposed to be there to impart this information to them to maybe lift them mm-hmm. in some way out of whatever thought process they were in. And that's kind of what I did. And then I got on the plane and I got stuck in Minneapolis and I, I slept. I just crawled. I walked out. Of, I walked in the gate from the airplane, found a spot to lay down, and I just crashed until 7.30 in the morning when the Sky Club opened. So it, it's the, – the beauty of it is that – and this is really the, the, the kind of the way that I look at life. I, I look – instantly, when something happens to me, I look for the – the other way to perceive it. Mm-hmm. What's the reason why this is happening to me? You know, I tell people, well, you know, you're late because maybe the universe is trying to tell you that being in that spot wasn't a good place for you at the time. There was some negativity happening there and you, they delayed you 20 minutes, right? So the universe did that. The universe canceled your flight because of one thing or another. You can, you can be upset about it. You can have a pity party about it. You can call yourself a victim within the circumstance. And all of that will blind you to the absent, to the person standing next to you that could use your help, you, you could be of service to, by giving a kind word, by being compassionate towards, by using the, by being the superhero you are, and letting that resonate out to someone else. And it's mm-hmm. really interesting. Um, I look for those things. I look for the person that I'm. I look around. Who is it that I'm supposed to be uh, talking to here? Who is it? Who am I supposed to connect with here? And I just kind of use that perception to float me through my time wherever it's there. And, and believe me, it, it happens. They resonate towards me. We'll sit and we'll talk. And mm-hmm. make, if nothing else, we make that time enjoyable for them instead of being the pain in the rear that, that you know, it could be determined to be. You know, Absolutely. it's just that thing. It, great way of living. By the way, you feel really awesome when you do that. You feel, yeah, and you stay in a high frequency, resonating joy and great. And then when you do that, Michael, you I mean that's the perfect example of letting go. You you rather than you know to be in a space where we're talking about that three to one ratio, you weren't in the three opposite of positive mindset. You were okay. You know, I'm here. There's nothing I can do about it anyway. So let's find yeah. the the three positive things that I can do. And and if you find yourself in a situation, maybe you don't have your gratitude journal with you, pull out a piece of paper, you know, put it in your phone, in your notes, find some things that, so you have a written record of it. Wow, you know, I'm looking around here, geez, there's some really beautiful art on the wall. Maybe if I would have 
just passed through here, I wouldn't have been able to tune into the photographer exactly. uh, who yeah, we'll who took the time, you know, to make these beautiful images that really touched my heart. Whatever it go. is, I mean, there are there things that you can savor about any situation and focus on those. And and I really do believe that when you 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 do that, it's about letting go of, of the drama and letting yourself yeah. be in a state of bliss, which is really, and that joy, that joy, joy, joy. I love It's such a simple little word, three little letters. And maybe that's yeah. the reminder. You know, I want, I want that to be my, my mantra today. Joy, 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 and well, more joy. How can I find joy in my day today? When I, when I, uh, I kind of look at it a different way sometimes. And that is, uh, Eddie Murphy in 48 hours. He said, uh, Actually, it was Beverly Hills Cop. Don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. Don't fall, for that. That. don't fall for that banana in the tailpipe. Yeah, don't fall for that. Don't fall for that drama. Don't fall for that, that negativity. Don't fall for that, that negative perception. You know, don't fall for that drama. Don't fall for that, that whatever that is that's outside of you that's seeking to control you in some way and how you feel and what you're thinking. Don't fall for that. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. so much fun to wake up to the fact that something is is attempting to take control of of your thinking and your life, and it is interesting because both Pam Gregory and uh, Marine Saint Germain use the same language when they describe the outer world looking to control you, seeking to control you, from institutions to society to everything. You are a sovereign being, and you have the right to control how you feel, where you go, what you think, and the choices that you make. And you should have no pushback from that because who's to say whether what you're choosing is the wrong thing or not? It's not up to anybody else. Wrong and right are perceptions. That's all they are. Wrong and right are perceptions. Negative and positive are perceptions, perceptions that can shift and change. They evolve over time with new information, new knowledge, new enlightenment, however you want to refer to it. And it's, it's so interesting. And what both of them are attempting to do here is to help us understand what you and I have been talking about, I know, for decades, and that we've already wakened up to the realization that the outer world is, it has its agenda. Its agenda is to control you in some way, shape, or form. Um, that's just the institutional world, the societal world. And you as a sovereign can push back against that, understanding that, up oh, the jig is up. This is, this is just somebody looking to move me in the direction that benefits them. Instead of me giving this some thought, going inside and saying, is this really what I need to be doing? Making the choice as a preference mm-hmm. as opposed to when I have to or I should do this. And yeah. it's so cool. Um, so cool and so empowering, so empowering. Oh, who we have hundred mm-hmm. percent. And I think, you know, I, and I'm so grateful for each and every one of you that make the time to listen, to connect to love here on PR and FM and to the podcast, because it truly is a blessing and a gift for, for myself. And I know for, for Michael as well, yep, to be totally. able to yes, share the, the wisdom that we've kind of gleaned along the way and you know really you know letting go and living in the present moment requires you just to take the time to appreciate where you are in life that you are 
a superhero and that what you're doing and who you are is enough and so instead of you know getting caught up in in the past or worrying about what will happen in the future just take a moment and breathe and put your hand on your heart and truly know how special you are and uh, thank you so much you know for joining us and Michael is there anything you'd like to add uh, before we sign off I think I already said it don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> good night all good night all, all. Right. take care <laughs>